Hi, and welcome to our podcast series in recognition of Women's History Month. Today, we're focusing on conversations with Littler attorneys who left the firm and boomeranged back to Littler. I'm Melissa C., Littler's Chief Talent Officer. I'm pleased today to be joined by three Littler attorneys, Lori Brown, Angela Healy, and Lisa Kathumbi. Before we hear their stories, here's what they're doing today. Lori Brown is our office managing shareholder in our Miami, Florida office, and she's a member of our firm's management committee. Angela Healy is program manager for Littler Case Smart Charges, and she resides in California. Lisa Kathumbi is a shareholder in our Columbus, Ohio office. This Women's History Month, we've been focusing on women helping women, which is a core part of Littler's Women's Leadership Initiative. And I've been finding in my work as Chief Talent Officer that the community at Littler is a critical part of why great attorneys come to Littler and, in each of your cases, why they come back. Let's start with Lori. Lori, can you tell us a little bit about your history? Sure, Melissa. So I joined Littler in 2003 after having worked at a smaller regional firm in Florida for about 10 years and then a national competitor for only a few years. In 2002, I met Littler's then managing director, Wendy Tice Walner, and then New York OMS, Michael Weber, for lunch one day. I remember that meeting very well. I remember leaving that lunch thinking I had either just had the most exciting lunch of my career, or I was rationalizing that I'd heard the narrative that I wanted. When I had that lunch, what I heard was, at Littler, I could be myself and be surrounded by amazing human beings while growing my business significantly. And honestly, it sounded so good. And it, it was such a compelling opportunity that I decided soon after to make the move. Littler shareholder Scott Foreman and I then opened the Miami office in 2003 and quickly grew the office to over a dozen lawyers within the first few years. And I was very privileged to manage that office for many years after that. So that's pretty much how I came to Littler. Thank you. Angela, how about you? So I first joined Littler about 23 years ago as a lateral associate in the Fresno, California office. Having come from a small local firm, I was pretty amazed by Littler and all that it had to offer. And I was immediately impressed by just the depth and breadth of knowledge and expertise across the firm. So right away, I, I pretty much knew that Littler was where I wanted to be, but I was a litigator. So I was also just starting a family at that time. So after litigating for many years and making my way through the associate ranks, basically going from associate up to being elevated to a shareholder, by that point, I really felt like I needed a little bit more of a work-life balance. But in those days, 20 plus years ago, work-life balance wasn't really something that was considered wasn't even really something that that was discussed, actually, for that matter. You know, law firms were still pretty traditional at that point. So when I was approached by two Littler shareholders about leaving to start our own firm, it seemed like a great opportunity to have the best of both worlds. I was able to leave with people that I knew and respected, but I was really excited to have the opportunity to more directly mold and shape my own personal work schedule, um, as well as hopefully helping others to do the same kind of thing. So well, I really loved my time at Littler. It just felt like it was the, the right time to make that move and, and try something different. And that, that was how I ended up leaving Littler the first time. Thank you, Angie. Lisa, how about you? Sure. Thank you, Melissa. 
I have been practicing in the labor and employment space for about 16 years, and my path has certainly not been uh, linear. A few years into my practice at a, a large local law firm here in Columbus, Ohio, I was recruited to go in-house at the Ohio Department of Health, where I was lead counsel to the agency on both labor and employment and health regulatory matters. Following the Ohio Department of Health, I joined Littler as an associate in 2013. In 2017, I left to join the Labor and Employment Group of a well-respected full-service firm also based in Columbus, Ohio. My decision was driven by several factors. First, it was a great opportunity. Also, the firm had one of the leading healthcare practice groups in the region, and it was a chance for me to sort of merge and marry my experience and interest in both employment and healthcare. And so I think as, as we talk about this theme of, of women supporting other women, I think about the women who I strategized with and consulted with when making these various career decisions and moves. These include women at other firms. They include some clients. They include many friends that I made through the Ohio Women's Bar Association, but also include many women here at Littler, women who I consider to be part of my personal board of directors whose uh, guidance and support and encouragement have been and continue to be very valuable. Thank you, Lisa. Okay, you each had unique reasons for your departures, and I suspect that you each had unique reasons for your returns. Can you each describe why you came back to Littler when you did? Angie, how about we start with you? Yeah, absolutely. So starting a new firm was a great experience. I, I quickly learned a lot, not only about running a business, but really about the practice of law as a business. It was, it was really an invaluable education. But being a principal in a small firm that was just getting off the ground really didn't afford any greater opportunities for time with family. And in some respects, it was even more difficult to find time outside the office. So I eventually just stepped back from the practice of law altogether to focus on raising my kids for several years. At the time that I decided it was time to return to the workforce, Littler was actually the first and only place that I applied. I think I actually knew at the moment that I left Littler that I would eventually be back. It was sort of one of those aha moments for me when I realized that all of the resources and the experts and the depth of collective knowledge and experiences that we have at Littler really make practicing law here that much more interesting and fulfilling. In addition to that, though, there was also just the fact that even as big as Littler is, it, it always had a true sense of community or family feeling for me. I feel like leadership always did a good job of making us feel like we were one office, even if we were spread out all across the country. So when I was ready to return to the workforce, there was no question that I wanted to return to that more community type, family type atmosphere that I had left when I left Littler. So it was an easy decision for me to come back. Sounds like it. How about you, Lisa? Certainly. My decision to return to Littler was driven by, I would say, a number of factors, but I will perhaps highlight two of the major ones. First, as I mentioned, when I left, I joined an Ohio-based firm. While there, I worked with some really good lawyers, some great people, but as my practice grew, I found myself needing a much deeper bench and a much larger geographic footprint. Littler's labor and employment resources, depth of expertise, commitment to innovation has put me in a position where I am able to provide services to clients in a way that I just couldn't at a local law firm. 
returning to Littler put me in a much better position to offer clients robust and comprehensive employment law support. Secondly, I would say the diversity of lawyers at Littler was also a major factor in my decision to return. As we have been beautifully, I think, reminded in the last few days during the historic confirmation hearings for the U.S. Supreme Court nominee, Katanji Brown-Jackson, representation matters. At the full service firm I was practicing at before returning to Littler, I was the second Black woman partner in the firm's 75-year history. And, and that's not an indictment of that firm. Those statistics are not unique to that firm. Uh, in fact, out of several hundred law firm partners in Columbus, Ohio, less than 10 are Black women. But at Littler, I am not an anomaly. One of the greatest experiences I had as an associate at Littler was in Washington, D.C. at Littler's annual retreat for Black lawyers from across offices. Extremely talented, diverse lawyers and women lawyers surrounded me then when I was an associate and continue to surround me now as a shareholder. So in addition to the opportunity to expand the depth and breadth of my practice, Littler's commitment to diversity, equity, and inclusion and the presence of diverse leaders, including women of color, at all levels of leadership was definitely a factor in my decision to return. Oh, that's great. Thanks for sharing that. And Lori, I think you are our most recent boomerang. Right? I, think that's, I think that's right, Melissa. And, and wow, I, I really couldn't have said it better than, than Lisa and Angie already did. It, it really sounds like for all of us, it, it came down to the people and the, and the, the emotional drivers. And you know, when I think about my thought process for coming back, I, I can't really say that the emotional drivers are separable from the intellectual and, and, and practice piece of it. It's all in the same for me. Look, when I left Littler in 2011, it, it hurt my heart. And, and similar to what Angela said, I knew when I left that I would be back. And in deciding to come back, I already knew that personally I aligned with the Littler leadership philosophy that has always, in my experience, been one driven by thoughtfulness and kindness. And I, I knew that that was the environment that I wanted to return to. And, and I, I figured who said it, but it wasn't an indictment of where I had been. It just, I knew, I already knew what that environment felt like at Littler, one where you feel a deep caring for our colleagues, ensuring that we know what's going on with everybody taking time to understand and acknowledge you know, where our colleagues are at, what they need from us. It has always, in my experience, felt personal and felt meaningful and not cold and transactional. I knew that I had that to return back to. And as I sort of entered into this final chapter, what I view as my final chapter of my career, there was just nowhere else where I wanted to be. Oh, great answers. Thank you all three of you for boomeranging back and, and sharing that with us today. An important part of women helping women, of course, is promoting other women and helping them to elevate. Can you each share a time when you promoted other women or perhaps where you were promoted by other women and how that impacted your decision to return here to Littler? How about you, Lisa? Absolutely, but I'll start by saying it's almost impossible for me to talk about my decision to return to Littler without mentioning one of the greatest male sponsors of my career, Jeffrey Jones, uh, shareholder in our Orlando office. Jeff definitely had a major impact on my decision to return and has been a true mentor, sponsor, friend to me for many years. 
But I think Littler is also replete with highly accomplished women lawyers and leaders whose friendship and support and legal expertise I greatly value. I think of Allison Day in my local office. I think of attorneys across jurisdictions, such as Deoncia Johnson in Atlanta, who offered wisdom and understanding to me as an associate and strategic advice when I was making the decision to return as a shareholder. I also remember a call I received from our global managing shareholder, Aaron Weber, when I was close to making a decision. Aaron provided me with great insights and things to consider relative to the growth of my practice. And I, I recall, I remember getting off that call thinking how it was amazing to know that I was rejoining the world's largest management side labor and employment firm where a woman had earned the highest ranking position. And it was not the first time. And I think in an industry where women continue to be so grossly underrepresented at the highest levels of leadership, I'm, I'm thrilled to be a part of a firm that recognizes and, and values women leaders. Great. Lori? Well, interestingly, so when I first joined the firm, Littler's then global managing director, Wendy Tice Walner, was an openly gay female leader. And I can't even begin to tell you how significant and meaningful that was to be supported and mentored by her. Wendy encouraged me to become an OMS. She encouraged me to run for the board. She had me try a case for her biggest client when I first joined the firm. So when I had the opportunity to support some of, of our sort of rising female associates, you know, Jessica Travers comes to mind, Elaine Kaiser, that was just a, a joy to watch them grow. And I tried to, to follow Wendy's example for one. In coming back, I was incredibly humbled and grateful when Aaron Weber asked me not just to return, but to serve on our firm's management committee. And, and I have to be honest, it was a really easy decision. Just thinking, you know, to, to echo what Lisa said, thinking about the folks that I've had the, the privilege to work side by side with. I mean, Lee Schrader, for example, in our Atlanta office, Lee Schrader 20 years ago taught me wage hour law and was one of the most patient, careful, generous mentors I ever could have had. And, and I was so excited at the prospect of coming back and working with Lee. I, I also remember when I first joined Littler calling Jody Landry multiple times a week, asking every stupid question known to man. <laughs> and she was always so gracious and so thoughtful and so knowledgeable. And that is one of our calling cards, right? Everyone here is so helpful, but the women, it's just the way that women at this firm help other women is definitely part of our secret sauce. And I, I could, there aren't enough minutes or hours on this call for me to go through and talk about all the amazing female leaders that I've been influenced by and touched by during my time here. But those are just a few. Thank you. And Angie, how about you? I was very honored to have been elevated to a shareholder at Littler in a relatively short period of time. And just as Lori mentioned, there were so many women attorneys at Littler who were really instrumental in, in helping that happen. I think about, again, Wendy Tice Walner, just a, as Laurie mentioned, she was such an inspiration to me. Uh, Joan Wakeley, Jennifer Wald, there were quite a few people. But similarly, I, I also did have a lot of support from the men in the firm, uh, Gary Bethel, Rick Harding, to name a few. I think the important point really for me is that whether it was 20 years ago or, or even today, really, Littler just wants to help everyone and wants to help their colleagues and wants to help the team. And I was really fortunate to have a team who wanted me to succeed. And it was that sense of team that really 
that really did bring me back. So it's that feeling that that everybody wants you to succeed, whether you're a woman, whether you're a man, whether you know, regardless of who you are, just the the sense of team and the sense of community across Littler that existed 20 years ago and still exists today, I think is really what brings people back. Thank you. Okay, shifting gears a little bit. I joined Littler during COVID and have been impressed with how the firm has supported our employees during this pandemic. And I'm excited about our upcoming return to office in a few weeks here in April. If you could pick one thing that Littler has done to support you as a female attorney, either before, during, or as we hopefully are exiting this pandemic, what would it be? Lori, how about we go to you? Sure, Melissa. So I, I, I think it all comes down for me to, to one word, and it's flexibility. And I think we've talked a little bit about that before, but, you know, the pandemic sent everybody scrambling and, and working under conditions that we never would have imagined in our wildest dreams. And what I love about what Littler did literally overnight in reacting to such an extraordinary event was to ensure that we all had equipment, connectivity, people, resources. We had the playbook for how to absorb one of the biggest curveballs I think we've ever been thrown in our professional careers. Littler did everything that it could to help us absorb just the enormity of that shift. And I literally rejoined Littler in the second year of the pandemic. But I, from the day that I joined, you know, whether it was the technology, whether it was just the knowing who to call, every single thoughtful aspect of my return, it was, it was clear that the firm was thoughtful in this. And I, and I just, that's probably understating it all, but I would just say being thoughtful and helping us all be far more flexible in what was this just new world in which we found ourselves. So true. Angie, what about you? It was a little different for us, I think, in LCS because we were already remote. So we were, you know, already used to the interesting way in which we were going to need to to proceed. But I, I do think that Littler did an amazing job of pivoting during the pandemic to find ways to not only appreciate our attorneys, but also to assist our attorneys in in really meaningful ways with some of the unique challenges that we never in a million years thought we would have to face. You know, particularly helpful were things like some of the benefits that were offered, benefits help us help our children, because of course the children were, you know, all incredibly personally affected by the transition to stay at home. So everything from tutoring to childcare opportunities, all of those types of benefits, I think really were a testament to how Littler was able to quickly pivot in a way that showcased its commitment to our attorneys and, and to, our, to our folks and to our community. How about you, Lisa? I, I rejoined the firm when we were well into the pandemic, and I agree with everything that Lori and, and Angie have shared. Um, I think I would answer the question more broadly. Even pre-pandemic, I think one of the greatest challenges for women, uh, lawyers in particular in private practice, is finding the support to stay on the path for advancement through you know, the various phases of life. I'm part of what is now commonly referred to as the sandwich generation, where I have aging parents with critical health issues. I also have an adult sibling who requires some support because he's autistic, as well as small children, a, a super chill 10-year-old and a firecracker three-year-old. And, and we know that the caregiver responsibilities can often lead to higher rates of attrition, particularly for women. 
so I think Littler has effectively addressed these issues by, in addition to offering flexibility, as Lori mentioned, also providing various alternative positions. I also think that Littler, by virtue of its design, addresses some of the caregiver challenges that virtually all lawyers face. And, and what I mean by that is without the bench of this firm and the ability to leverage so many good lawyers to ensure that continuity of high quality service to clients, I would not be able to manage uh, life's events as they are, are thrown at me. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. You sound like a very busy woman, Lisa. <laughs> I think um, we all are. Exactly. Okay, a fun question for all of you. If you could have dinner with any woman, whether alive or deceased at this point in time, who do you think you'd want to have dinner with and why? Can't wait for the answers on this one. Let's go to you, Lori. Oh, goodness. This is a good one. And look, I'm going to have to get sentimental here. Um, so my mother, who passed about 10 and a half years ago, I would have dinner with my mom. Why? Because I, I, I think as I've grown older and continue on this seemingly never-ending path of self-discovery, I have questions. I have questions about my mother's path emotionally, professionally. She was a woman of very modest, formal education, yet she was fearless, tireless, gracious, successful, stoic at times, and always knew when less was more, <laughs> which sometimes as lawyers, we, we could learn a lot more about. But I just often wish that I could better tap into her operating system. And you know, I, I think we could all say that when, when folks leave us, we never felt like we asked enough questions. And so I always felt that I had a lot of unmined data there at my disposal that I just didn't have time to better understand. So that's my answer. And thanks for asking that question. That's a great question. Oh, thanks for sharing, Lori. Lisa, how about you? Who would be your special dinner date? I, I agree with Lori. I appreciate this question. I would say my maternal grandmother. I am first-generation American. My parents moved from Nairobi, Kenya to the United States as college students. I met my grandmother on only a few occasions when I had the chance to travel to Kenya and when she visited us in the United States, but she unfortunately passed when I was very young. During those limited experiences, encounters, opportunities that I had to spend time with her, her presence always loomed larger than life. And I know from the stories from my mother that she had great wisdom of faith and, and resiliency. Her and my grandfather valued education, and they raised a family with, I think, great love during a very difficult time in a country emerging from years of colonialism. And so I would welcome the opportunity to just spend time with her and, and be in her presence. Thanks, Lisa. Angie? Well, I, I love both of those answers, actually. Um, so the, the person that I had selected is actually Harriet Tubman. And the reason that I selected Harriet is just because I, I find her not only so inspirational, but just I think it would be incredible to be able to just really talk to her about what she saw, what she experienced, just the mental toughness, the physical toughness to have gone through all of what she went through and to have done what she did for so many people. And, you know, just the fearlessness part of all of it is, is so amazing to me. And I, I feel like, you know, in today's day and age, we can get so easily caught up in 
things feeling difficult or feeling hard, or it's, you know, something seems impossible, but you look at someone like Harriet Tubman and what she did and what she was able to accomplish and, and given all of her situation and including physical injury and, and all of that to, to really do something that was so meaningful to her and to really be able to make such a difference for so many people. That mental and physical toughness, I think is something that is, is just so inspirational that I feel like being able to sit at the dinner table and just talk to her about how she approached things, how she saw things, how she decided on what she wanted to do, I think would be, would be an amazing, amazing journey into her psyche. Be a fascinating conversation. I, I'd like it, to join you in be, that one. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is the end of our program, but I wanted to take a minute to say thank you. Thank you, all three of you, for your time today. Thank you for what you do each and every day for women, for Littler. And most importantly, thank you for boomeranging back and being here and being wonderful examples of women here at Littler. I appreciate the time. Thank you, Melissa. I enjoyed this very much. Thank you, Melissa. It was great talking to everyone. Thank you so much, Melissa and Lisa and Angie. Privileged to be here with both of you.